Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 110 for Tuesday, June 15th. I'm Alex Uwe and I'm here with Ray Estrada. We got a good podcast for you guys today. We are going to be following up on the sticky situation stuff, Garrett Cole's troublesome press conference responses. Uh, we are going to be re-ranking Mr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because our genius preseason selves uh, didn't even have him in our top 100 list. That is a big mistake. We'll we'll rectify it now. And a lot of weird stuff happened last week, namely a home run that ended up not being a home run. It's like the second time this happened this year already. Uh, so all that to come. But before we get into it, I just want to remind you all that uh, you should follow us on social media at BeatTheShiftBP. Uh, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And that's the best way to get in touch with us. We want to hear what you have to say about the things that we talk about. And uh, you can just say hi to us there too. So at BeatTheShiftBP. All right. That is, that's the intro. Let's get into it. Ray, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Sorry, that was that was a little bit more yes. long-winded, and, and now now uh, I got I got to let you talk a little bit. I'm running out of breath myself. Okay, <laughs> you got to catch your breath. <sighs> okay, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you something to talk about for sure. Uh, we'll just get right into our first topic, which is yet again the sticky situation, which is just the name that I'm going to be using for it. I think others are probably using the same name at this point, but uh, basically the use of foreign substances by pitchers on the baseball, which has been uh, pervasive in the league for some time now, but really coming to light recently. And the league has a response, so to speak. We'll get into the Garrett Cole comments after, but there is some, some relatively new stuff and some new context that maybe you want to share with everybody first. Uh, yeah, so MLB is expected to drop their memo uh, outlining the, I guess, consequences of, of foreign substances tomorrow, This the crackdown. Uh, Jeff Passan has some information on what it is going to contain. It is going to be a 10-day paid fine or a paid suspension, 10-day paid suspension, including a fine. I, that doesn't make much sense. And uh, the other big thing is any substance from rosin and sunscreen to spider tack will be considered a foreign substance. So that is going to be interesting to see what will happen uh, with pitchers going forward. Are we going to get a rash of pitchers suspended? Are they going to suspend nobody? Are they going to be incompetent? That is a given. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how with the crackdown officially happening tomorrow, I guess, with the memo happening tomorrow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what goes down. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it in there, but just just to clarify, it is like a going forward type of situation, right? No, yes. no, no uh, witch hunts for past violations of a newly clarified rule. And I'll be honest, that that was a different response than I was expecting. I I was expecting kind of kind of nothing to be to be done about it and just saying like hey if you are caught then there will be consequences but like i don't know yeah i didn't think there was going to be an official memo coming 
it, from MLB. I guess that's stuff. that's the thing, right? Is if how 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 do the, these pitchers get caught if they've been doing it for all this time? Like, do they do they check pitchers' arms for sunscreen in rosin? Do they? I think they're supposed to check. I think also in the this is passing by to somebody else. They want to check. Um, umpires want to check starters twice a game at least. That's what they say. MLB wants umpires to do, and they can stop. They can check mid inning if anything's suspicious to them. I yeah. So hmm. good for pace of play. That's all. Good for right. pace of play. Uh, <laughs> that's that's another hit. Another sacrifice made. Well, the thing that sticks out to me is just like yeah you know that it wasn't enforceable before it doesn't sound more enforceable now but they've come out and given very clear punishments for for violating this this rule now um yeah i mean before it was really if it was anything super egregious of like a big splash of pine tar on a glove, a hat, or a neck, or jersey, belt, whatever, um, then that was obvious and the other team called it out. But to routinely check for anything is... Uh, rosin and sunscreen is the craziest thing to me. Like, a guy's going to get suspended for rosin and sunscreen during a day game because he has sunscreen <laughs> on and they have a rosin bag on the mound. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to me. I guess maybe so maybe that just be, means they can't they tweet. can't bounce the rosin bag off their arm like that anymore. Like, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Well, we have the face cam now. I but... I know what you're talking about, but but also like Where they're like, just spraying it everywhere. Like, just 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 a habit. Just like oh crap, <laughs> like that that to I me mean, is maybe. probably the dumbest part of that thing. It's like okay, but it, it's it's something that is they provide a rosin bag on the mound. They provide in a sense now a foreign substance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and ten games is is not insignificant for no. any team. Uh, like even whether it's a starter or a reliever, in any case, um, that is a serious thing. And I don't know if that will change the attitude regarding like past defenders, which I I'll use to transition to what Garrett Cole said in his press conference last week where it was kind of known that he was one of the benefactors of using foreign substances just from video of him, you know, going, going to a, a consistent spot in his cap. And not that's not even to mention the numbers and the, and the huge spike in performance. Also his spin rates, yeah. Yeah, with the Astros and, and since then. Um I mean, it's one thing to just have your numbers improve that drastically. It's another to have an abundance of video evidence of you applying stick yeah. to your finger during games. But was basically asked point blank during this press conference if he's ever used spider tack before, which is one of the more power, like the more grippy. Uh, that's the stick that's substances. The strong man cinder block stuck to your hand tactic stuff yeah and he couldn't answer it 
I believe his exact wording was, I, I don't know how to answer that. And yeah, that was his answer. What, what and then does that mean? <laughs> tacitly admitted. Am I using that word? I don't know. <laughs> so, but, you know, he's like, oh yeah, older generations pass up down to younger generations all the time. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it, the closest it was, thing is insane. It's like getting asked, like, hey, is this, is this your cigarette? Were you smoking this cigarette, little Johnny? And them saying, well, grandpa does it. Well, okay, so pretty obviously yes to the first question, but just trying to deflect to, to, to you know, get on to the, the reason behind it without really explicitly answering the question. Um, that's, is that, is that a... That's pretty accurate, I think. In the, in the, in the way yeah. in the way he responded, it was like, uh, he was not ready. Like straight up, he was not ready. And people, he was not prepared to be asked point blank. So here's the thing, a lot of people, you know, on the internet, on Twitter, on Reddit, wherever, see this response and they're like, how was he not ready for this question? The Yankees PR team sucks. They should have been able to deal with this. And I'm sitting here thinking like what's the what's the right answer like even from a strictly pr standpoint like what do you say yeah. to that because one if you just lie that is a super super easy lie to dig up and prove otherwise whether it's from accounts of other people other players or coaches or just i don't know game footage like there's there's so many ways to just be like <laughs> uh yeah you're lying so why did you lie and then you're in a lot more trouble for other reasons versus you can't just straight up admit it because the league might be like, oh, wait, do we suspend him now? He just admitted it. It's like, ah, shoot, we're not ready. We don't have the memo ready. We need another week. So, you know, those are those are like the two. That's what he should have sides like of the coin. And we'll be into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody does. It. Everybody except Josh Donaldson and Jameson Tyone for whatever reason are OK with it. And like suspend me <laughs> wait jameson tyone is one who's very not okay with it is it is now teammate yeah he, yeah i saw it i didn't read the article yeah but like like it was recent it was like james tyone was like yeah like pitcher should it was like why do you think you suck this year because you refuse to use this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also that... a former teammate with the pirates right yeah former and current teammates for life but the question oh, I still have to ask is, like, what is what is the best answer? Like, people are so dissatisfied with that. It's like, he's such an idiot. Why did he say that? Like, what was he supposed to say? He should have gone chaos and just admitted it. That's what you... It, so if you were Garrett Cole, if you were Garrett Cole, that's your answer? That's your official answer? Uh, well, maybe not as Garrett Cole, but as a baseball fan. No, if you're, if you're Garrett Cole. Like, if you were Garrett Cole and I asked, and I asked you that... No comment. Just <laughs> oh, just straight like just straight up, no comment. Like my, t um, I I have to yeah. go to the bathroom. Like that kind of just like nope, not done. Not answering questions. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, that's not su suspicious think, at all. I don't know <laughs> if anybody in a press conference has straight up asked Trevor Bauer about it, but he's gotten plenty of questions and well, since the he's been pretty open about like 
he has a video on his YouTube channel literally about like how different substances affect his spin rates. <laughs> he's a little more open and, to it. I wonder uh, if he's asked though. It, like yeah. if he gets asked directly. Since he's been, I don't know if he's been asked point blank, do you use like fighter tech? But he's he's gotten questions about foreign substances and he's definitely deflected. Yeah. Much more eloquent eloquently than Garrett Cole did. <laughs> yeah, but again, I think point blank is a much more different. Like if Trevor Bauer was asked, yeah. he's like, like, oh god, no, that's that's Trevor the Bauer. That's the weak candidate. Like though. that's he, the weak stuff. Like, you know, th- that stuff doesn't do anything yeah. for me. I got. I got way stronger stuff. Like he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll often answer that way. I think if I was Garrett Cole, I would just go with a with a good old no. Just just in a solid <laughs> a solid two three second wink, right into the camera. Your nice uh, Wandavision meme. Yeah, yeah. It was Agatha all along. Um. Anyway, I think that probably covers everything that we know to this point about the sticky situation i'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep saying it it's it's a thing now who gets suspended tomorrow after the memo comes out mm, i don't think anybody's gonna get suspended honestly i still don't even though this memo happened i don't think anybody's actually gonna get suspended uh, do, do you think the rise in like so uh, do you think the rise in like uh like starting pitchers eras is gonna keep going I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if pitchers just start getting absolutely shellacked now. Or if the pitchers have <laughs> you know, they're already pretty smart about it. If they just now get even a little bit smarter and are like, okay, maybe the stuff that makes a very audible sound ripping off my fingers might be a little bit too noticeable now. Let's let's dial it down, let's put some other more subtle sticky stuff on on my glove or my belt, like wherever you were putting it before and just like maybe be a lot more a, and be a lot more careful contract. just to not go like, all right, let's go. We're ready. Sticking. All right, good. Cause that's, that's almost what it seems like now. It's like very much. All right. Got to get that good part of the brim of the cap, rub it. Yep. We're good. Like it's not that subtle. Um, so maybe just a little more subtlety if they are going to keep trying to use it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody will actually just straight up get get um, you know tossed from a game and suspended. It would be interesting to say. Do you think if it if it were to happen, do you think it'd be more likely for um, an an established player, or you think it's going to be Joe Schmo from AAA coming out of the bullpen? who really needs to keep his job in the big leagues, but has been relying on this stuff for consistent success all the way up to that point. And it's like, well, I can't stop now or else I'm going to make a fool of myself and maybe never see the big leagues again. And it's worth the risk. You don't know. There's... Uh, I missed all of that. <laughs> oh, is your internet bad? You're a little frozen there. Ray, no. Uh, at least he's smiling. He looks really happy. <laughs> oh no. This is this is harder when it's a two man show. <gasps> he's back. It's okay. Oh, you God. you just freeze framed smiling though for for a good few seconds. So at least it was I a 
what you said you were frozen for a good like minute at least it was a nice a nice smiling face that you were left frozen with on the on the recording <laughs> but the question is basically like do you think it's more likely that an established player will get caught and suspended or do you think it'll be Joe Schmo from AAA who's getting his first shot at the big leagues but has been relying no, on the stick MLB is gonna MLB is gonna have a name brand scapegoat I think you think so Mm. all right yeah all right we'll see we'll see all we can do is watch and wait at this point so yeah let's move on from that and we'll transition into as i mentioned earlier re-ranking vladimir guerrero jr but we'll do a quick check-in on the all-star ballot voting uh, which has been going on for a while and they have given the first update so that's all the the starters in the field, no pitchers, for the American League and National League. Nothing too out of the ordinary. And uh, I, I thought the same thing as I was filling out the ballot. And at the starting spots, not a whole lot of close contention with who's having the best seasons at their spots. So I guess we'll start the, the American League. The outfield is Buxton, Trout, and Judge, who Trout will probably be out through the All-Star break. They'll, they'll get somebody else in there. Uh, Buxton will be back soon, but still probably deserving. Um, and then Aaron Judge, who's just, just always going to kind of be there. You have the man himself, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and then Marcus Simeon, the teammate at second base, and then a pair of Red Sox on the other side, Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers at short and third. Uh, Salvador Perez. All least infield. Yeah. And then Salvador Perez is just destroying all the other catchers uh although i would love to see 150 batting average yasmani grandal and he'll, he'll probably make the all-star team though is the thing because he's oh yeah no far and away the second he's best been catcher. the second best catcher in the american league this year and i think that'll be you just can't hit i think that'll be the talking point for all of the batting average enthusiasts like look how look how awful the game has become there's a 150 hitter in the all-star game like what is this nonsense um yeah, you know, <laughs> that that whole thing will be fun when that comes yeah. about. And then Shohei Otani, of course, oh. will be a DH. And pr- he'll probably do both in the All-Star game. I would think so. Yeah, does he start pitching? Mm, do you think... Hmm. I don't... No. Well, MLB is probably going to have to adjust rules. They're probably no just going to be gonna like... An all-star team kill a DH. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to be like, you can just you can just let him pitch in the middle of the game and then, you know, keep the DH there. That's fine. Although they got, they got plenty of bench spots. You know, you just give... Yeah. You just pinch hit every every single time if you want to get technical i don't think it'll be that difficult i don't think he'll start though in as a pitcher yeah i mean pitchers only go winning anyways past like the fifth so right but uh, they'll give the most deserving starter the all-star game yeah. start i would imagine which in the al who do you think that would be at this point that's what i'm thinking who who is it i mean shane bieber Derek Cole before the spider tag. Yeah, and then Shane Bieber also has been very good. So he's also been he's also hurt now. Yeah, that's not great. 
why is everybody getting hurt? Tyler Glass now. My fantasy team. Also hurt now. Yeah. But he's also having an amazing season. So if pitchers could just stop getting hurt, that would be wonderful. Don't know if they'll listen to me, though. National League side of things, we have Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, and Ronald Acuna in the outfield. The two Reds hitters just tearing it up over 1,000 OPS. And and the batting average voters love them, too, because they're both just hitting everything. So uh, those two and Acuna. Then you got Muncie and Albies, Tatis and Bryant. Probably not super contested at either of those spots or at any of those spots. And Buster Posey, return of the uh, Buster Posey All Star starting catcher. It's been it's been a while for him. So, and has yeah, that was just kind of an update on that for people that didn't really know that all-star voting is a thing you can do that probably should if you care about who starts but like i said it's i think they got it right so far the the voters um but yeah you can do that there's no teams flooding the ballot (laughs) no no it's been years since that happened man they've they've really fixed that that loophole so Let's get to the main part, which is going to be re-ranking Vladdy, who, all right, admittedly was a very, very borderline top 100 player for us for our preseason yeah, say, well, he top was 100 in right now. MLB, MLB Network rankings, was he not? He was. He did make the top 100 for MLB Network, so we lost in that respect. I still maintain that they were better overall, <laughs> but yeah, that is probably the most egregious oh, you, oversight. Wait, talk about re-ranking Vladdy. We we also did don't have Byron Buxton in our top one hundred. We want hated that he was in the top one hundred. We want to re-rank <laughs> anybody else. Last call. Anybody else want to be re-ranked to our top one hundred? Um, I, I, honestly, those are the only two that are outside <laughs> that I yeah. think you could work back in there. Nobody else really is... Uh... Oh, Zach Wheeler on the pitching side. Yeah. Yeah, definitely at this point. But That's more that's more of a surprise than like... Uh... Whit Merrifield? Like... <laughs> Kyle... Wait, do we not have Kyle... T- Kyle okay, we, there's a few. Now, let's, let's, let's forget about the other ones for a moment. And... <laughs> And only talk about our, our most glaring mistake, which is Vladdy himself. So let's just go from the top of our list, because I I would think he would land closer to the top than the bottom at this point, considering the couple months he's had. And you'll just tell me, is it the player I name or Vladdy? And eventually we'll, we'll place him that way. So, you know, you got Mike Trout, you got Mookie Betts, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole. We're not going ahead of any of them, right? Yet? No. No. Unless Mike Trout misses the entire year with a calf trade. Yeah, we'll, we'll ignore injuries for this too. Uh, kind of yeah. like we did in the rankings themselves. Yeah, this is fully healthy exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Soto. You taking Juan Soto or Vladdy Guerrero? That's a tough one already. That's a tough one. 
I still really like Soto. I uh, yeah, and it's and you gotta you gotta think of the sample too. As like, much Soto's as been the doing Nationals it. Soto's Twitter been doing it. He's underrated. <laughs> he's not having an awful he's year. He's having a down year for him though. No. And yeah. he's been. That's how amazing he's been. Yeah. So I think I still take Soto. Okay, Christian Yelich or Vladdy Guerrero. I mean, I, I think Yelich is, is one, like, where health is a thing in that sense because he gets hurt a lot in short spurts. I, I think I take Vladdy right now. Okay. Yeah, already, he's, been... he's already surpassed Yelich. I am tempted to agree with you there. Uh, but I'll go ahead and list a couple of the other interesting names because again this was preseason and we probably have rearranged some of this by now anyway so we have vladdy or acuna that's a hard one there vladdy or acuna i like this segment it's just me stumping you repeatedly yeah well, this is like your old fantasy shows, but when you ask me the fantasy questions, when like <laughs> yeah, fantasy expert. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we have to make it a little more gut reaction, where you don't you don't get you don't get a whole lot of time to to weigh your options. I th- I think it's I think it's hard because Vladdy is doing amazing right now. We like, I think it's hard to know where his like. His, he will average out to like it's going to be closer to this than his last two years obviously but it's kind of it's hard to judge where he lands because like Acuna is having a down year but Acuna is still really good and can easily just go off it's crazy that he's having a down uh, year and lead like leading the I, NL and homers oh yeah he's still there I think I like Acuna just because he has static um a little more dynamic of an athlete in terms of turning and stuff yeah, he fast. He's fast. Same with Tatis, then, for you? Guerrero versus Tatis. I would say so. Um, just because Tatis this year is putting up crazy power numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been doing that. He's been there. Um, okay. So that puts Vladdy at, like, eighth at, in our current standings right now. Yeah. But like I said, some other... And I think if we were practicing, yellow should drop like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Not like crazy, but... But there's also, like, so Shohei Otani, the likely AL like, again, MVP o- front runner. Like, yeah, Otani is such a weird case because it's hard to judge. Like, I, I said this before we started, I feel bad for Vlad Jr. because in any other year, he would be a clear-cut front runner. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy who is really good at hitting and really good at pitching at the same time. And that's just so impressive that, you know, as as much, like, Vladdy's been better than Shohei hitting-wise, but because Shohei also has amazing pitching numbers and is the kind of athlete that he is, it just puts him way over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you go one higher on our rankings, do you have Vladdy or Mark Canna? 
That is, that is, I don't know, top 100 player Mark Canna is tough, tough, uh, tough to beat. I would say I moved Mark Canna <laughs> up, honestly, from, we had him at 87. I mean, I'm moving, oh, o, I'm moving no, Otani yeah, way I'm, up, but I'm moving Canna up I too, I think. I moved Mark Canna up. Yeah. Yeah, don't, no, I'm totally, I'm totally moving Canna up. Don't hate on, don't hate on Canna. So, it seems also, like we have Vladdy you, about eight or nine. Her, yeah. If you're wondering why Shohei Otani is in the 80s, is because we didn't know if he was going to be healthy this year to play. <laughs> we also just don't, didn't know how effective of a pitcher he would be. Yeah. Coming off, coming back from the injury, of course, but just in general, like, hadn't really nailed that side of things down even when he was healthy. He was. He was kind of struggling to yeah no there was there was legitimate talks this year that like he might just turn into a hitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's quieted that conversation yeah pretty effectively. So Vladdy, we're sorry, you're a top ten player. Satisfied? Good. We'll we'll get we'll get back to re ranking you for next year. Uh, but for now, let's go ahead and move on to uh to a little bit of now now we'll get into some weirder stuff a little more basic um news probably not as long of conversations but okay this first one which was i don't know well i know you saw it. i don't know if you listening happened to see this but cabrian hayes back off the injured list finally third base stud rookie is he a rookie he's a rookie he's still a rookie for the pirates yeah cabrian fever baby he hit a you mean he's still rookie you and i both picked him for rookie i yeah yeah (laughs) it's been a while okay he's been injured and i forget very quickly so hits a so sad when he got hurt i i was i'm still a little sad that it happened but cabrian hit a home run off the foul pole off the very very base of the foul pole off of Walker Bueller, actually. And right field foul ball. Yeah, but if we're painting the full picture, I really should clarify which one. So that's a home run by every measure, but it was ruled in play by the umpires. It was really no, it hard was to tell. It was ruled a home run. It was initially ruled a home run. It was ruled a home run. Yeah. Oh, on the field. Okay. And then but it was so- it went to video review though cuz the no, I thought the Pirates wanted to challenge the call, though. I thought the Pirates were the one. No, no, no. So, so a home run review is always initiated by the umpires. That's that's like. But was it ruled a home like run? A touchdown, or like it's not. I believe it was, but then it would be something that the umpires would look at automatically. There's no challenge needed mm. on that, and then it came out that the Dodgers were challenging, so it was confusing what they were challenging. And, yeah, I'll let you finish the story of what exactly they were challenging. So pretty much Hayes watching the ball to see if it would stay fair, like everybody else in the stadium was, uh, was rounding first base and missed the bag by, like, a good foot. And, you know, can't blame him. It's hard to... It's hard to... Long of it. (laughs) It's hard to run when you're not looking. But, uh... I guess somebody in the Dodgers noticed and were like, hey, hey, review that. 
Austin Barnes did. It was Austin Barnes. Ah, uh, screw you, Austin Barnes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it's <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's everybody was super confused because like everybody's watching the replay of the ball hitting the pole and like it's obviously a home run. Why was he called out? Um, even the announcers like, did they call it foul? It's like I think they're calling him out. It's like, why are they calling him out? And they see the replay of Hayes rounding first, and they're like, oh, I get it. But then two seconds later, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. He hit a home run. Like, that's that's kind of dumb that he's out. At least that's that's for me. Do you share that opinion? Which I so, I think is a popular opinion no. that that's a really stupid rule that you can hit an over no. the fence home run and still make an out on the base paths. Well, so I I agree in the sense of like passing a runner after a home run is hit is, is dumb, like the Cody Bellinger thing. Not just because of that. Yeah, it happened that. earlier this but year. You gotta hit every base. <laughs> but but you're base. out. But like, you, you go from you go you hit a home run out no, of the park, and you're just out if you miss the base. The, the Dodgers actually did appeal. Like they did the official appeal. Like yeah, who cares? Like it threw to first base. So, could you imagine Walker Buehler threw a no hitter that day? Dude, that would have been that, that would have gone down. Problem. That would that's have a... gone down in history. <laughs> but it is such a dumb rule, isn't it? And so there's there's more to this within the same one week period. Jose Altuve actually hit a home run right down the left field line. This was in Minnesota right down the left field line and it was a ball that was initially called foul because it in that ballpark the foul pole is right next to a a building there's a there's a corner of a wall right next to the foul pole basically like five feet away from it so in the slow-mo you can see that the the ball ricochets off the foul pole and right into the wall and then bounces back like the direction that, that it would look like if it hit the wall. So people just thought it hit the wall, but the replay showed that it did in fact hit the foul pole first and then bounced off the wall. So that's a home run. So Altuve at this point, um, you know, is, is just like in the batter's box because it was a foul ball. And now they're waiting to tell him it's a home run. And he's like, he's like, yay, yay. Um, like, he's like, do it. Like, do, do I go? do I go around the bases? And the crew chief's like, like, no, like you don't have to, you don't have to run the bases. Like it's fine. You just jog back. He's like, okay. Jogs back to the dugout. Another run on the board. Nobody on base at the time either, but see, I don't know the actual rule, but I mean, that's and... a different situation. It was after a replay review and it was a foul yes. ball turned into a home run, but it would be, but <laughs> This if I was all two, I would have just taken off. You just start like, just, sprint, just, just run back onto the it's field. So unsatisfying. Because <laughs> like, because like, what are they gonna do? Just like, like tell them to stop. It's like just go. You hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, come back here. Uh, like, and especially <laughs> just because he's kind of short, you just kind of feel like a little kid that ran out onto the field to run the bases at that point. Like nothing's happening. It just like starts <laughs> running. Um, but that's, that's, that's so weird. Like days after this happens, 
you have this and he's like oh that's all right, so back. unsatisfying it's unsatisfying i get it but like the the concept that you can be out if you hit a if you hit a ball over the fence is kind of ridiculous to me like i mean so there's this historical examples where it's like okay what what about in the case um i don't i honestly couldn't tell you what what world series or like what walk-off it was um but where this was like decades ago where fans stormed the field and were just everywhere as the the batter was rounding the bases hit the like the biggest home run of of his life like in Oh, is that the Bill Mazeroski home run against the it was Pirates Yankees game seven walk off in nineteen sixty. And he's running yeah, like it's it's very memorable. Yeah, like, there's fans everywhere. He's like <laughs> avoiding them. They literally flooded onto the field and he somehow like he he actually oh, touched all the bases. Joe Carter as well. I don't th- I don't think I'm thinking I'm not thinking of the Joe, Joe Carter, Carter for the Blue Jays in ninety two. I don't okay. think I'm thinking of that one, I, but it's been a while. But it's it's just an image. It it's a more powerful image than even just the the details of it. Clearly yeah. did my research here, but you know he he touched all the bases. But like, what if he didn't? Like, you're gonna call him out? You're gonna call him out after hitting the <laughs> biggest walk off home run and f- having fans pour onto the field because everybody was so hyped. Uh, you know it, that's that's obviously an, a super extreme example of that. But there was at the same time. It's I want like to say it was indie ball last year because there wasn't minor league last year. Mm-hmm. There might have been at the end of twenty nineteen. Uh, uh, player hit a home run. Came around the bases. Hype. He he does like a you know a little point to God thing. So he jumps to home plate. It's like a sort of like a like a you know routine celebration then. Um, mm-hmm. so he jumps and it's like sort of like stops tom home plate has come down but he clearly misses <laughs> home plate and like the catcher like the umpire sees it and then the catcher's like give me the ball <laughs> he steps on home plate the umpire calls him out because <laughs> he just My completely God. whipped on home plate with his jump <laughs> but you see like in a much more reasonable sense it's like if if it is you know a crazy hype situation like a walk off home run and everybody's going crazy teammates surrounding the plate like if like if somehow like he doesn't end up touching the plate in like just yeah. a massive ca- like you're act are you actually going to call him out because that is just ridiculous it's as ridiculous as as a batter who's watching to see check. if it goes but like why but why does the rule have to exist i get that that's the rule but why does it exist in the first <laughs> place like who who back in the day thought like Okay, so if this guy hits it over the fence, that's a home run, right? He's like, yeah, but he should still round the bases. Like, okay, so if he doesn't, do we call him out? And like, yeah, sure, I guess. And that just kind of stuck, because, like, that, that makes total logical sense. If the rule is to round the bases, you should touch touch them all. Like otherwise, then it's just pure chaos. <laughs> but you you'd think it'd just be one of those more, um just like a cultural thing like a cultural staple of the sport is like you hit a home run you round the bases like yeah if you walk back to the dugout like you still hit the freaking home run but like you, you just round the bases or else you're gonna look like an idiot um kind of thing 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it, that that stuff frustrates me yeah. every time. Yeah. I'm like, why is this a thing? The Brian thing we're missing in all this is that the pirates are are is that the pirates are allergic to just touching first base when it's all they had to do. Uh, that's true. That's true. Very different plays <laughs> on on both ends of that, but you're not wrong. Oh, I almost totally. I so this was the same on the same day as as this as this play uh, involving Brian Hayes. There was a minor leaguer who did the same thing and kind of oh. similar to the one that you said did the did like a kind of shuffle step across the plate and like it was it was much closer it wasn't just like oh like you straight up missed the base like he kind of shuffled across it and was ruled out and it was a notable i'm i'm looking for it now um like a notable prospect um who hit this ball who hit this home run and was called out for missing home plate like what why <laughs> like what is the point like he literally <laughs> shuffled across the plate like you're not even gonna give him like any benefit of the doubt there like nope it's like you you were you were arrogant and you shuffled across the plate so i'm gonna call you out like i the eric so guarded across the plate so i i really do need to find this now i'm looking um first base uh, first base all year has been like weird <laughs> do you see the eric sogard play where he he um he would have been safe like he would have beat out of the throw diving head first but he like dove too late and literally just like went over the base without touching it <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen that i've seen that one too um really unbelievable <laughs> kind of stuff um like how do you how do you how do people manage this stuff? Um, oh, okay. So, I, I, you know, I, I know we said that these topics we probably not spend that much time on, and this is probably the topic we spend the <laughs> longest amount of time on, but there's just so many layers of, like, what the heck is going on to the same Cabrian Hayes play is that the the scoring of the play is was ruled as a foul-out to Max Muncy. Like, what? Yeah. Okay, because first of all, not a foul ball. If it was a foul ball, would not be would not be having this problem. Second of all, Max to Max Muncy, why? Because he's playing first base. Max like, Muncy recorded the put out. Is because of the yeah he. But it why is it ruled a foul no, out like, then? So on the <laughs> why isn't it just like a why isn't it just like a one a one three put out? It's dumb. It's it's all dumb. That's what it should be. That's weird. That it's semantics and it's dumb. That part also was like I, I i don't get it i don't get it um but now now i'm trying to find the other play which um clearly didn't gain as much traction on r slash baseball as this cabrian hayes one but the, the fact that this has happened twice in games involving the dodgers also just adds more layers of weirdness to everything <laughs> um yeah just one of those things i hate it ray seems to enjoy the rule um Touch the base. so you're saying you're saying that if if this rule as as it probably should is just like dissolved and someday there's a there's a batter who hits an epic dramatic home run 
just bat flips and walks back to the dugout and gets mobbed by his teammates. You're, are you saying that wouldn't be, you wouldn't think that's just badass? I mean, in a way, it is. Like if it's host, like if it was Jose Bautista hitting the home run he hit, epic bat flip, and just goes and like parties with his with his team, doesn't round the bases at all, just like does an epic walk off. Because that would actually be a walk off, if you hit a walk off home run, and you literally yeah. just walk off the feet. Like, because it's called that. Because like. Because you walk like the other team, or uh, why is it called that again? Uh, I I actually think there's an effectively wild episode where they go into the, the other team is walking off. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a an actually, really in depth uh, analysis, or or history of why it is called a walk off, and I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But I remember well, I, I want to say it came from a broadcaster, probably a long time ago, but probably but that like an actual walk off home run if you just do away with the silly rule. You hit a bomb, you know it's gone, and you walk off the field. How badass is that? I, I think the Jose Bautista thing is the fact that he tossed the bat in the opposite in the direction of the opposing team's dugout and would have walked away from his bat toss. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I'm just talking like similarly epic home run um, where that's the that's the celebration but it's it's kind of we're kind of just spitballing here i'm just i'm just talking about stuff that's it's kind of cool let's uh let's talk about other weird stuff because there there were other weird things probably not as weird as this but other weird things that happened so this past week as well the white Sox and tigers were playing and the white Sox had a two-run lead in the ninth inning and it's closer time. Like, Liam Hendricks is in the game. But it is, like, torrential downpour at this point in the ninth inning. Like, the, the watching the video, brought like, the highlights of this in the broadcast, it is about as visi visibly just pouring as you could possibly imagine. And they're just out there still. Like, nobody's calling anything because the game's like almost over the umpires at this point are probably like like we can get through it come on and liam hendricks just straight up he's like he's trying to get ready to pitch you know he's just he's just soaked at this point and he just fires the ball away in frustration like off to the side off towards the dugout and he's like this is ridiculous man like he's just yelling at the umpire like what like what are we doing like what the what are we doing here and he just starts yelling at the umpire. I've never seen anything like that before. And then, you know, at that point, the, like, his manager's out there and, you know, talking, like, tr trying to tell the umpire, like, call this game. This is ridiculous. Because Liam Hendricks is the one who, like, about to make his pitch, just straight up, like, flings the ball off to the side, just starts shouting at the umpire because nobody's calling this, this game for a delay when, it, you know, it obviously is, like, dangerous conditions at this point to play um and then they they did delay it they come back out and daz cameron the young tigers outfielder hits his first career home run to tie the game which is like but uh, what, what a terrible night for liam hendricks like he is probably he was probably so pissed um but 
the weirder part, like uh, obviously really cool that Daz Cameron was able to do that, like really cool moment there. That is like the pinnacle of just like awesome baseball stuff. Um, hitting a huge home run against a first place team as the Tigers in like the most unlikely of situations. But the the umpire, like sh- the shouting at the umpire and just flinging the ball away, refusing to pitch. I, I don't think I've seen that before. I don't. Did you see this at all? Um, when it happened, Ray? I didn't. I saw the Daz Cameron thing. I did not see that it was after a rain delay where Liam Hendricks was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a pretty, he's an angry dude. Very fired up Aussie. But even that, like, how often do you see guys just shout at the umpires without even an outcome or a call being made? Just like, just like you know what? Screw you! Yeah. <laughs> like, like call this game, you idiot! Like that's basically what happened. Um, who was the Reds pitcher earlier this year who like threw away three straight balls? That's the only thing I can think of. Well, okay, but that's yeah. Did that's, you see that clip? I I think I did, but I know, but like, but like, <laughs> that's the only thing I think of similar to like that, but not in the torrential rain. It was just like no. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, just like dead, just dead staring at the umpire, just tossing him all over the way out. Yeah. There's, I mean, this was a while ago too, where I, I forget who it was, but you know, the, the umpire got like fed up with the pitcher asking for a new ball and was just like very, like, oh, obviously yeah. very annoyed, just like flicking the balls out there. Like didn't even reach the pitcher on the fly and the pitcher's just like, what the heck, man? I like, I, I just wanted a better ball. He's like taking it <laughs> personal. Like the umpire's like, oh, okay. My ball's not good enough for you. All right. Take this just throws it at his feet like huh what's what's going on there's a lot of weird stuff that happens over the years but uh that's definitely one of them it's definitely one of them uh yeah and then okay we'll get to we'll get to weird we'll, we'll do this in 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 threes everything's better in threes right so the last weird thing that we'll talk about was the angels and diamondbacks um actually i lied because i have a fourth weird thing after this but the Angels and Diamondbacks game, uh, this was last Friday, I believe it was, in Arizona. And just one of the weirdest collections of of weird events to happen all in the same ballgame. So for it's a Shoei Otani start, which you probably expect. A lot of new things happen with two-way generational talent. But... Yeah, he's, like, the first pitcher since, like, Bugs McGee, Smoker Joe, and, like, 1850 to do whatever he's doing. Yeah, first pitcher to hit above fifth in the lineup uh, in a National League park. park. In an NL ballpark. Yeah, Yeah. like, ever. Um, The weirdness didn't start until... It was one specific inning, and I I was watching this inning live. Like, I watch Angels games every so often. I'm not as avid a viewer as Farbode. But in this inning, first of all, featured in at bat where Shohei Otani walked Ketel Marte on four pitches, but two of the pitches were well within the inside corner, the low and inside corner of the strike zone. Like two identical pitches that were both called balls there, miraculously. So that doesn't help when you have two strikes that are called balls. Um, and that put runners on first and second. So then after that, Otani does a a check on the runner at second, but he does it 
um, with a step off. So he steps off, steps off the rubber, and then, you know, breaks his hand to, like, go to throw. He didn't even throw the, the ball. It wasn't, like, a, a, a lift-your-leg spin move. It was just step off the runner and, and turn. But they called a balk on that, and everyone's like, wait, why? Like, and, and Otani's like, what do you mean? Like, why, why is that a balk? Like, he, he's not new to the game. Everybody knows how to how to play the game and even the announcers at this point are like do you see anything like i i i don't see what happened at all like he stepped off the runner and then broke his hand from the glove and you know normally you'd think like well if he if he broke his hands while he's still on the rubber then that's a balk but he stepped off the rubber first like very clearly and like very separate movements and it's like i, I have no idea what they're looking at so box runners to second and third they they then call another balk with you know this is a, this is another pitch at a later time they call a balk on otani for quick pitching and again they show the replays like they they said they called it on a quick pitch let's see if he actually stops and comes set and it's like any other it's like any other pitch he's thrown it, it, there's plenty of time like he very clearly just like comes set and then goes to the plate like what why are they out to it's very much seemed like they were out to get him because both of those plays you're like are we watching the same game like twice in the same inning back like back-to-back occurrences and then with two outs strikes out the batter but it's a drop third strike and it gets all the way to the to the dugout so the run scores another that just sucks for otani and then he strikes out the batter the next batter to get out of the inning and like stares down the third base umpire who called both of those box. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And is just like, what is your problem, dude? Like, really? I mean, he's cool and everything. Like he's showing a ton. He's not going to get angry at anybody. I think he even asked like, okay. So another weird thing later in the game, he went to go play right field uh, because that's just kind of what he does when he's done pitching there. And like, you can still hit, just, just go play right field. So he did that. And he like went out to the umpire to ask like, can you tell me what I did wrong? Like, I, I don't know what I did wrong. And he's like, I, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, I, maybe, sure, I'll, I'll let you know. It, it was just a really, really weird game for Otani, especially. Um, and then... Yeah, I... I yeah. I don't I know. I don't know what happened on that first block. I saw some people say that the umpire, or the umpire said he flinched. There's no discernible flinch there. You mentioned the, the separate the hands thing. Uh, I don't know if it's a block or not. I would maybe just the way I was taught to like step off. But like, like if you step off, you have to separate. And I don't know if it was like, I so I don't know. That was confusing. The quick pitch one, I don't think he comes set, but it's not an egregious quick pitch. Like it's like what any other pitcher does. Like. His glove is still sort of moving down. He's, you know, he's got that hitch like everybody does, and like he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily yeah full stop, but like it's like any little thing. It's like yeah. he's more or less set. Yeah, because normally a quick pitch is very much like like, it's, like it's, he's coming set and then like just goes it's like very not obvious. at all it's like very... he he come like he his rest like his heart rate is probably zero yeah. at some point in that in that set motion there. Um, I don't think he's dead, but yeah. Un- <laughs> probably not but un- actually just unreal <laughs> watching live and just be like what is going on right now like i it's beyond me and then that game also just 
went to extra innings, the Manfred run scored without a base hit. Actually, without a nothing All left out of the infield. infield. Yeah. Um, apparently, fifty-two runners left on between both teams. Like what? Okay. Very weird. Um, yeah, probably a really fun game to be at. In general, uh, some some like really terrible and confusing baseball and umpiring to boot. Um, but yeah, that was another weird thing. That was just me doing a lot of talking. Hopefully I painted some kind of picture for you, but you could always just watch the highlight of the play as well, uh, to save some time. All right. And and I lied. I got one more weird thing, but you've probably heard this one too, because everybody's talking about it. Jacob deGrom, four and runs allowed on the season, five RBI now after having a two run single in his last, in his last start. And he left after six innings pitched because he was fatigued and was kind of feeling um, the same like tendonitis thing that he was dealing with before, but he had an MRI, came back clean. He said he should be good to go for next outing. So uh, Jacob yeah. DeGrom's still the best. The GOAT. The GOAT. All right. I know we didn't discuss uh, National League starting pitchers for the All-Star game, but like... Do yeah. we have to? <laughs> You want to you want to talk about weird <laughs> no. you want to talk about weird clickbaiting. So I, I don't know if you you saw this, but Trevor Bauer did his uh, his Mickey Mouse Cy Young Awards sixty games into the season. He just did a little video that he posted on Twitter and announced who oh no who would I did be not the, see that who would be the Cy Young the Mickey Mouse Cy Young winners through it, like if this was a sixty game season, these would be the winners, and he went with in the national league that's actually great he went with kevin gosman in the national league when jacob Degrom exists wow (laughs) that is like the most explicitly trolly thing ever and yeah like how how do you do that like gosman great year it's jacob Degrom is having the best start to a season ever by good margin like better than your Pedro Martinez. That's a total and... troll to Mets fans because Mets fans hate. Him. Oh yeah, it was that is like peak troll Trevor Bauer right there is going Kevin Gosman for the NL Cy Young through the first sixty games of the year. Degrom's got like a point five nine. Kevin yard. Gosman, if he keeps his pace up, is definitely he's definitely going to be like that honorary like finalist when Degrom wins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, the, I love the suspense around a finalist when one guy is clearly. <laughs> it it like has it, happened there's before. There's more drama and like, all right, like who do they think is second and third best in the league? Yeah, no, no shame in that. Like one of those things. Any other year, Vladdy, any other year, you're the clear cut front runner right now, but not this year. So yeah, a lot of weird stuff to talk about today. Um, and I think we, we did pretty well. Two man, two man show today. We've been used to having all four of us here for some time now. Two man game. Our t- two man game's not bad. We've been doing all right with that. Let's see how the, uh, let's see how the outro goes after many long winded <laughs> explanations on my part. Uh, thank you everybody for sticking around this long. If you did, uh, make sure to, uh, you know, like comment and subscribe Leave a review for us if you're listening on podcast platform. It really helps us out. 
and uh, let us know what you thought about anything that we we're talking about. Or again, if you just want to say hi, at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, is the place to do that. And make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We actually post our first non-podcast video there. It's pretty fun. We'll be doing more stuff like that as well. So check us out there. All right, that is it for today, everybody. Thank you again. And as always, Ray. Peace. Congrats, Farbo. Thank you.